Well done, Kenzie. That was incredible. And whilst we are on the lesson of um, choosing character or compromise, um, Kenzie actually had a gala today, but she had already committed to me a few weeks ago, and uh, she is now missing the first race of her gala so that she could honor uh, her commitment to us today. So another massive round of applause because Kenzie has, Kenzie has shown us exactly what character is all about and overcoming the tears there. Um, another massive show of character, Ken. So thank you so much. Um, so what do, we, what do we learn about Daniel? What distinguished Daniel? Uh, Ross spoke about it last week and it was that he had an excellent spirit. In verse 4, it says, At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, We will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Can you imagine living a life so good that if people wanted any dirt on you, they had to make up a law? Incredible. There were no skeletons in his closet. There was no corruption. He was a government official. And they, they had no dirt on him. So I think his life is a pretty good one to take a page out of, right? And as we look at chapter 6, there's a couple of lessons um, that we can learn about Daniel's character and that we can use to mold ourselves on. So, first of all, character knows no boundaries. Character is steadfast, it has a ripple effect, and character is conduct. So the first point, character knows no boundaries. In verse 3, we see, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set over him the whole kingdom. Daniel was an administrator, and basically that's the equivalent of a government official in, in these days. Yet he was still able to show such amazing character. He was in a foreign land. He had come in, um, he was in exile in Babylon. He didn't know anyone there. He didn't have family there. Yet he was still able to show this amazing character. He was also surrounded by non-believers. None of them believed in his God. So here's Daniel as a government official in a foreign land, surrounded by non-believers, yet he's still able to show phenomenal character, trustworthy, faithful to God, reliable, no corruption. So it makes us all think, whatever phase of life we're in right now, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a scholar, if you're a retiree, a pensioner, if you work in big corporate, if you're a consultant, if you're a teacher, character knows no boundaries. 
we all have hundreds of opportunities every single day to spread God's light. So whatever you've chosen to do with your life, you can do it whilst continually serving and glorifying God. The next time we're standing around that brow of people we don't really know that well, and they're whining about the country and how useless the government is, we can join in that conversation, or we can be that person that shows that godly character and tries to share hope rather than bad news. Character knows no boundaries. The second point was that character is steadfast. The world wants to mold us on its image instead of in God's image. Characters are about doing the right thing when nobody else is. Not because it's going to change the world, but because we don't want the world to change us. If we look at Daniel's life, he was living in a foreign culture and he was continually pressured to give in to sinful customs and practices. He was surrounded by peer pressure. But if you look at all the examples that Daniel set in his diet, he wouldn't compromise on ritually unclean foods. He would only eat vegetables. In his motives, he didn't take credit for interpreting the dreams. He gave all glory to God. His honesty. He was always telling the truth, even if it made him unpopular. And then in verse 10, we read, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So Daniel, even in his disciplines, he was steadfast. He continued praying daily, even though it may cost him his life. He was a man on a mission. He was not conformed to the world, and he was not going to exchange the truth of God for a lie and the glory of God for an idol. So his character was steadfast. Character has a ripple effect. In verse 16, Darius said, Your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. He was confident about that. King Darius was a pagan king. He didn't grow up in Israel. He didn't know about the temple. He hadn't even read the law of Moses. He didn't know the God of Abraham or Isaac or Jacob, except for what he saw through the life and the testimony of Daniel. Daniel's life had a ripple effect. In verse 19, we see... At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? In verse 21, Daniel says, May the king live forever. My God sent his angels, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Verse 25 goes on, 
Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and the peoples of every language and all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. His, he rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. What happens when we throw a stone into a dam? We get ripples. And not ripples just at the point where we drop the stone. Those ripples go out as far as the eye can see. Daniel was a God-worshipping stone in a Babylonian dam. And his character, his faithfulness to God, had far-reaching effects. A good example would be the Springboks. The, the character that they've shown in the last couple of weeks has certainly had a ripple effect in our country. We don't have to be Springboks to spread our character, to, to go out there and show our godly character. And you can just imagine the ripple effects that it could have in our community. Lastly, the character, character is conduct. Daniel didn't display godly character and wisdom every now and then. He didn't do it once a week. He did it all the time. And he didn't do it, he, he wasn't showing godly character as a pastor or the head of an NGO. He was doing it as a government official. So when we go out of church today, we need to think about how we greet the teller at the shop, how we speak to the car guard, how we receive that annoying telesales call tomorrow. Because character is conduct. The way we conduct ourselves shows whether we have a godly character or not. I was at a Hillcrest Surgical Unit the other day um, waiting for a loved one to get stitches. And the reception was full and this guy walked in and just said at the top of his voice, Good morning, everyone. How are all of you? And it was like such a breath of fresh air. I, I, I kind of like sat up and noticed him and I thought like he just he just brought light to the room and I thought to myself that man must have Jesus in his heart like you couldn't help but feel it and it was such a it was such a change to everyone just you know walking in all morby and on their phones and and then he, he just started chatting to people randomly I mean it was he was like a pleasure to have in the room and I just thought why can't we do a little bit more of that? And we have so many opportunities daily in interaction with strangers or colleagues or friends. Alexander McClare said this, the world is a very poor critic of my Christianity, but a great critic of my conduct. The world doesn't see our intimate relationship with God. The world doesn't see our prayers our worship, 
the world sees if you are a man of integrity. The world sees if you are cursing, if you are bad-tempered, if you are two-faced. We would love non-believers to learn about God through the Bible, first and foremost. But the reality is, is that most non-believers look to our lives as believers to decide whether God is real or not. William J. Tom said this, For many people, you are the only Bible these people will ever read. That is incredible. I found it and I, I, I couldn't put it down. But I wrote it down and then I didn't write who it was by. So I had to ask the Encyclopedia of Matt. And he just automatically told me, William J. Tom. So I was like, okay, thanks. Now I can use it. Um, but for many people, you are the only Bible these people will ever read. That's quite a responsibility to have as believers. We are the only thing that they will ever learn about the Bible. So let us be steadfast in our character. Let us go have that ripple effect in our community. Let our conduct, the way that we go into this world after today, let that be spreading God's light into a whole lot of other people's lives. And when we face any form of adversity, any irritation, this week, let's focus on choosing character over compromise. Sound good? Let's pray. Lord God, let us believe that however we spend our days, that we have the ability to spread God's light. Let us be steadfast and not waver. Let us be the godly pebble that creates a ripple effect in our community. Let our conduct be a behavior that makes non-believers start to ask questions. Let us spread his light wherever we go this week, to the teller, to the car guard, even to our boss, whoever we come into contact with. Let us be the windows into God's world of love, and peace, and patience, and kindness. Lord, I thank you for our olive tree community. And we ask this all in your precious name. Amen. Once again, thank you for joining us. I'm sure you all need the coffee that is for free outside. <laughs> I know I do. Um, have a great week, and let's go choose character wherever we go. Have a good one, guys.